This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of superficial perineal nerve. From the nerves of the lower extremity subsection, under the anatomy topic, on orthobullets.com. In this episode, we'll go over the innervation, origin, course, as well as injury and clinical conditions related to the superficial perineal nerve. So starting with innervation, the motor component of the superficial perineal nerve innervates the lateral compartment of the leg, which includes the peroneus longus and peroneus brevis. The sensory component of the superficial perineal nerve innervates the majority of the skin on the dorsum of the foot, excluding the web space between the hallux and the second digit, which is innervated by the deep perineal nerve. The sensory component of the superficial perineal nerve also innervates the anterolateral distal one-third of the leg. And keep in mind there is no reflex associated with the superficial perineal nerve. As far as the origin of the superficial perineal nerve, remember this is a terminal branch of the common perineal nerve, and it receives contributions from nerve roots L4 to S1. In terms of the course of the superficial perineal nerve, it begins at the bifurcation of the common perineal nerve. It then passes between the perineal muscles and the lateral side of the extensor digitorum longus and gives off motor branches to the peroneus longus and brevis. It then descends and supplies only sensory innervation in the anterolateral distal leg. Remember that the superficial perineal nerve pierces the deep crural fascia, and then it gives off the terminal branches, which are the medial dorsal cutaneous nerve and the intermedial dorsal cutaneous nerve. Moving on to injury and clinical conditions, superficial perineal nerve entrapment can occur secondary to ankle sprains and ankle twisting causing stretching of the superficial perineal nerve. Compression occurs where the nerve exits the deep fascia of the leg. The presentation in these patients includes pain and paresthesias over the dorsum of the foot. As far as direct damage to the superficial perineal nerve, this can occur secondary to fractures of the proximal fibula and perforating injury to the lateral leg. Presentation in these patients include loss of eversion as motor to the peroneus longus and brevis is injured, as well as loss of sensation over most of the dorsal foot and anterolateral aspect of the distal leg. Okay, so to quickly review once again, with respect to innervation of the superficial perineal nerve, the motor component of the superficial perineal nerve innervates the lateral compartment of the leg, which includes the peroneus longus and peroneus brevis. The sensory component of the superficial perineal nerve innervates the majority of the skin on the dorsum of the foot, excluding the web space between the hallux and the second digit, which is innervated by the deep perineal nerve. The sensory component of the superficial perineal nerve also innervates the anterolateral distal one-third of the leg. And keep in mind there is no reflex associated with the superficial perineal nerve. As far as the origin of the superficial perineal nerve, remember this is a terminal branch of the common perineal nerve, and it receives contributions from nerve roots L4 to S1. In terms of the course of the superficial perineal nerve, it begins at the bifurcation of the common perineal nerve. It then passes between the perineal muscles and the lateral side of the extensor digitorum longus and gives off motor branches to the peroneus longus and brevis. It then descends and supplies only sensory innervation in the anterolateral distal leg. Remember that the superficial perineal nerve pierces the deep crural fascia, and then it gives off the terminal branches, which are the medial dorsal cutaneous nerve and the intermedial dorsal cutaneous nerve. Moving on to injury and clinical conditions, superficial perineal nerve entrapment can occur secondary to ankle sprains and ankle twisting causing stretching of the superficial perineal nerve. Compression occurs where the nerve exits the deep fascia of the leg. The presentation in these patients includes pain and paresthesias over the dorsum of the foot. 
As far as direct damage to the superficial perineal nerve, this can occur secondary to fractures of the proximal fibula and perforating injury to the lateral leg. Presentation in these patients include loss of eversion as motor to the peroneus longus and brevis is injured, as well as loss of sensation over most of the dorsal foot and anterolateral aspect of the distal leg. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over two quick questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, During a lateral approach to the left ankle of a 69-year-old woman with a displaced bimalleolar fracture, the superficial perineal nerve is encountered. Which of the following is an accurate statement concerning this structure? And the choices are 1. Proximally, this nerve innervates the muscles of the anterior compartment. 2. Proximally, this nerve innervates the muscles of the lateral compartment. 3. This is strictly a sensory nerve to the lateral foot. 4. This nerve innervates the extensor digitorum brevis muscle. And 5. This nerve supplies sensation to the dorsal aspect of the first interspace. The correct answer to this question is 2. Proximally, this nerve innervates the muscles of the lateral compartment. So the superficial perineal nerve, or superficial fibular nerve, is a branch of the common perineal nerve after it crosses the fibular head and resides in the lateral compartment of the leg to supply the peroneus longus and brevis muscles. It terminates as the intermediate and medial dorsal cutaneous nerves of the foot, supplying the skin of the dorsum of the foot and toes, except for the first interspace, which is innervated by the deep perineal nerve. It pierces the crural fascia approximately 10 centimeters to 12 centimeters proximal to the tip of the fibula and is at risk during the lateral approach to the ankle. The sural nerve supplies the sensation to the lateral foot. The deep perineal nerve innervates the anterior compartment muscles and the extensor digitorum brevis as well as extensor hallucis brevis muscles and supplies sensation to the dorsal first web space. And moving on to the final question. A 30-year-old elite marathon runner reports chronic pain over the lateral aspect of the distal right leg and dysesthesia over the dorsum of the foot with active plantar flexion and inversion of the foot. Examination reveals a tender soft tissue fullness approximately 10 centimeters proximal to the lateral malleolus. The pain is exacerbated by passive plantar flexion and inversion of the ankle. There is also a positive tenel sign over the site of maximal tenderness. There is no motor weakness and deep tendon reflexes are normal. Radiographs and MRI of the leg are normal as well. What is the next most appropriate step in management? And the choices are 1. Biopsy of the soft tissue mass. 2. Epidural corticosteroid injection into the lumbar spine. 3. 4. Compartment fasciotomy of the leg. 4. Fascial release and neurolysis of the superficial perineal nerve and five, closure of the fascial defect of the superficial perineal nerve. The correct answer to this question is four, fascial release and neurolysis of the superficial perineal nerve. So the patient in the question stem has entrapment of the superficial perineal nerve against its fascial opening in the distal leg. It is typically exacerbated by passive or active plantar flexion and inversion of the foot, which leads to traction of the nerve as it exits this opening. Treatment involves release of the fascial opening to reduce this traction phenomenon. Closure of the defect will only aggravate the condition and potentially result in an exertional compartment syndrome. A four-compartment fasciotomy is only indicated for an established compartment syndrome of the leg. That's all for this review about the superficial perineal nerve. Hopefully that was helpful. 
This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.